Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yes, a little merengue from the movie My Blue Heaven, one of my favorite movies of all time, starring Steve Martin, Joan Cusack, and Rick Moranis, giving us a little calypso feel here tonight on this Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, February the 16th, 2018, 2618, ladies and gentlemen, and this is episode number 107, ladies and gentlemen, however, and welcome to the Friday night preempted edition of Wrestling Revisited. I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. And we have got a great show for you tonight, folks. And believe me, if you got your dancing shoes on, why not, however? Join us right now. We'll be here for the next hour. 1-724-444-7044. Call ID 139926-POUND. You can join us right now, ladies and gentlemen, until 8 o'clock, however. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have got a great, great show, as we said, lined up for you tonight. First off, however, as you know, before we get into anything else, however... We want to wish everyone out there early on a very special happy President's Day that will be coming up this Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Hope everyone has a safe and enjoyable weekend, however, whatever weather they're in, however, whether it's warm and sunny and balmy or whether it's chilly, snowy, and cold, however, you found us, however, and we're glad we found you here tonight on TalkShoe.com. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's review, ladies and gentlemen, is not going to be a match. No, no, no. It will be a match, I should say, but there's going to be a little bit of some things going with it. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, we will tell you about it now, ladies and gentlemen, as we take a look back, ladies and gentlemen, at some of the most unique moments, however, in history, however. With that said, we're going to tell you about a very special DVD that came out back in the day and give you our thoughts, however, mind you, about this DVD. It is entitled... The World's Greatest Wrestling Managers. And, of course, it was released by WWE back in 2006, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll tell you about some of the most unique managers, however, who have graced our presence over the years, however, as they were some of the most unique, charismatic people. Some of them became bigger than life. Some of them were just nothing more than a flash in a pan. But they also fought in some matches, too, that were very unique as well. And we'll tell you about that and give you my evaluation on each individual person and also give you my critique on each individual match 
as well. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, let us begin by taking a look back on some of the world's greatest wrestling managers. Our host for this show is not Mean Gene Oakland. You thought Mean Gene Oakland, who has been around wrestling for a long time, would be the guest host teller of this very unique DVD. Unfortunately, he was not available on this night, ladies and gentlemen. It turned out to be none other than former WWE color commentator Todd Grisham. Yes, folks, Todd Grisham, if you will, calling the action, however, from the WWE headquarters of Stamford, Connecticut, and giving us the intro to this unique DVD. This was a one-disc DVD, by the way, of course, that came out and lasted over three hours, but it was the best three hours you want to watch, too. And we'll tell you why as we go along. Our first manager, however, as we take a look back at some of the greatest managers of his career, turned out to be the godfather of wrestling managers. Yes, folks, I'm talking about that little pencil-neck geek, if you will, the fashion plate himself, classy Freddie Blassie. You talk about a guy, however, who was very unique back in the day as a wrestler. He even was better as a manager. In fact, however, some of the most unique names of his career, however, that came up in passing, however, in matching some superstars are legendary. Case in point, the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, Muhammad Ali, Hulk Hogan, um, Ivan Koloff, if you will, however, George the Animal Steel, if you will, however, and many, many more. Blassie, of course, needless to say, was a unique charismatic guy because he always had a cane with him, and he used to whack people across the back with or any part of the body with it. However, and he didn't care who he got heat on, however, as long as he uh, was the center of attention. He was a very unique person, and as we said, folks, however, he matched a lot of great wrestlers. Of course, also a lot of famous people, too. Muhammad Ali, as we mentioned, was one of them. Of course, 1979, he matched Hulk Hogan, as Hulk Hogan was then coming into the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, later known as the World Wrestling Federation, if you will, however, and tried to match his success quite well, if you will. But it was in the 80s, however, that Blassie stood out, however, when he matched guys like George Steele, the Iron Sheik, uh, Ivan Koloff, of course, and many, many more. Of course, his most uh, successful victory may have came at the very first WrestleMania when he matched Sheik and Volkov to the tag team titles and told Mean Gene Oakland before that night, however, that he had the next tag team champions in his midst in Volkov and the Sheik. Well, thanks to a shot by Blassie, they did win the titles, but lost the titles a few months later, however, However, to the team that they defeated for those belts, however, the form of the U.S. Express of Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo, the Syracuse All-American. Sadly and tragically, however, we lost Blassie in 2003, but he will never be forgotten, however. And just recently, however, he celebrated a birthday of the true fashion plate of wrestling, however. Of course, he would have been a century old this year. So, Freddie Blassie... As a longtime fan of yours, however, growing up as a youngster in the 80s, however, I salute you, sir. And, of course, we want to wish you also a very special late, happy, century-old birthday, however, because you are a true legend and a true icon in every sense of the word. No doubt about it. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, is another one of my favorite managers, if you will, the Grand Wizard, Ernie Roth. Who could forget this man, however? This is a guy who also had a unique managerial pedigree. Guys like superstar Billy Graham, Sergeant Slark, Greg the Hammer Valentine, and many, many more. Of course, uh, sad to say, we lost Ernie Roth, however, mind you, in the fall of 1983. But of course, he will never be forgotten as the man who always told it like it was, however, and always found a way to get under people's skin. Whether he had his Guys, talk about his opponents, whether it be guys like Dusty Rhodes or Bob Backlund. The Wizard always found something cooked up, no matter what, for his men to take out the opponents, however. And like we said, he managed many, many unique individuals in his career, of course. Of course, as we said, the guys that he managed are legendary. And again, I would have to say, he is one of the most unique, charismatic guys of all time. And he, too, is also a Hall of Famer. So, to the Grand Wizard, 
we definitely salute you as well, sir, however, because of the way your career was like, however, back in the 70s and early 80s when you managed guys like Superstar, The Sarge, uh, along many, many more, including Greg Valentine, and, of course, other people as well. Before we do, ladies and gentlemen, talk about our next person. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give you uh, a heads up, however, that tonight on Wrestling Revolution, 13055-pound at 9 o'clock, joins Gerard T. Smith and myself, giving the local news headlines. John Groves, what are your birthdays and dates? Uh, we will have a unique title match, if you will, between the last kicker and the Iceman for the newly uh, crowned LWO U.S. title. The last kicker last night was supposed to take on the Iceman, however, for that title. But because we were having so much fun last night on Wolfpack, however, that match never came to fruition. Well, tonight, however, the last kicker is looking to kick some last, no pun intended, if you will, however, and melt the Iceman down in the snow and cold. Will the Iceman uh, stand up to the challenge and not uh, let the last kicker basically uh, take his title away? Well, we'll find out here at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, so be sure to check that out. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, is another guy, however, ladies and gentlemen, another person who is, well, let's just say very unique, however, and uh, she's had some personal issues over the years, too. The person I'm talking about is none other than Tammy Linsich, better known to you all as Sunny. Of course, she got her start in Smoky Mountain Wrestling down in Tennessee with her uh, boyfriend later on, however, fiancé, Chris Candido. Unfortunately, however, she made it to the Hall of Fame, which is, uh, in a sense, tragic, to say the least. Tragic because since she made it to the Hall of Fame over the years, she has always found a way to badmouth people uh, beneath her. Of course, she got into some personal issues however, outside of the ring, however, and mind you, however, when she wasn't managing people like Chris Candido, there was talk about her attitude outside of the ring with certain superstars and certain other people. That being said, however, uh, personally, in my opinion, I don't think Sunny deserved to be on this DVD, if you ask me. Uh, I don't think she's been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame either. I think she is totally fake as fake can be. But hey, that's just me. Uh, not only did she manage Chris Candido, if you will, however, she uh, also managed um, uh, his partner, Chris's partner at the time, Dr. Tom Pritchard, a later WWE office personality. Uh, who, along with Candido, formed a team in the 90s called the Body Donnas. And uh, she also had some issues with, I guess, certain other wrestlers and women wrestlers over the years as well. But like I said, folks, if you ask me, I don't think she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And I think uh, she should just absolutely, totally be, um, let's just say, not involved in this whatsoever, if you ask me. So there you go. Up next, however, is one of my other favorites of all time, Jimmy, the mouth of the South Heart, the guy who back in the 70s and 80s, of course, was a very unique guy, of course, managing guys like Jerry the King Lawler, Brett the Hitman Hart, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Hulk Hogan, Lex Luger, among others. He was also a music guy, outside and very talented, too. Jimmy, of course, uh, mind you, of course, uh, made his pro debut in the WWE in 1985, but I believe in the late 70s, I believe 1979, I want to say 1980. He first graced our television, however, down there in Memphis, Tennessee, if you will, being a part of Jerry Jarrett and Memphis Wrestling along with Jerry the King Waller and had some feuds with Waller and also actually worked with Andy Kaufman, the late Andy Kaufman, I should say, as well. So uh, Jimmy Hart, a very unique individual who is... Somewhat still involved with the business a little bit to this day, however, uh, as an agent slash uh, uh, legend, let's just say, in more ways than one. One of my all-time favorites, uh, that megaphone, of course, was always big with him. Uh, we always told you he managed great guys like Hulk Hogan, uh, the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, he also managed other guys uh, that were very unique over the course of his career, including Lex Luger. Uh, but that being said, Jimmy Hart is definitely worthy of having this name recognized here. Uh, up next was a very unique guy, ladies and gentlemen, how, who tragically and sadly we lost, however, mind you, a long time ago, but uh, is still considered a very unique manager. And I'm talking about, oh, yes, Percival Pringle III, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, folks, Paul Bear, if you will. This is a guy who, of course, managed The Undertaker throughout his career, 
and many others, of course, including Kane, a.k.a. Glenn Jacobs, Mick Foley. Uh, he also uh, had a unique career in world-class championship wrestling throughout the 80s. And he actually had a degree in mortuary science, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. That's very true. Uh, Paul Bear, of course, a few years back, sadly, we lost him due to cancer. But his sons, uh, along with his lovely wife, of course, were there to accept the honor that he so richly deserved and a spot into the WWE Hall of Fame. And Paul Bear will never be forgotten, especially with uh, the way he presented himself. Of course, he came in the WWE in the 90s when he first brought in, however, first became uh, associated with The Undertaker, a.k.a. Mark Calloway, if you will. After Calloway had been managed by Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man, for a brief time, he passed it off to Paul Bear. And over the next two decades, Paul Bear and uh, the Undertaker, a.k.a. Calloway, developed a unique friendship uh, relationship, however, both in and out of the ring with each other. And as we said, ladies and gentlemen, you talk about a very unique guy, however, Paul Bear was one of the most unique in the business, as Vince McMahon called him that, and I would have to agree there, no question about Paul Bear was one of a kind, ladies and gentlemen. One of a kind. Speaking of unique, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about another great guy who I consider a true legend. Uh, the golden boy himself, Arnold Skolin. Who could forget him? I mean, Shane McMahon, of course, inducted him into the Hall of Fame back in the days, however. But when you talk about one of the top uh, three uh, prior to television and even after television, however, that was one of the best. However, Arnie Skolin is up there without question, and rightly so. I mean, here's a guy uh, who matched two great world champions, uh, Bruno San Martino, of course, and the great Bob Backlund, if you will. Of course, uh, he matched San Martino... Uh, twice, actually, believe it or not, to lean him to the title. First off in 1963 against Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, I believe. And then again in 1973, I believe, when Bruno won it a second time, however. Then, of course, in the late 70s, he managed, of course, another guy who was a lot like Bruno in a lot of ways, and along with Bruno, was the second longest world heavyweight champion and is still considered the second longest world heavyweight champion in WWF history. And that is uh, the All-American man himself, Bobby Backlund, who in 1978 won the title from superstar Billy Graham at the Madison Square Garden. And he managed it for six years to the title. Uh, of course, Backlund, of course, lost the title tragically and sadly in December of 1983, however, when the Iron Sheik, however, put him in the camel clutch and it was stolen, saving his own man, however, from certain uh, injury and maybe even worse of a fate, however, that night at the Garden. But to this day, however, he is still considered... Uh, despite the man being th- despite being the man thrown in the towel, however, mind you, one of the best managers of all time. And like we said, however, this is a guy who I think back in the day was the uh, George House of uh, wrestling managers. This guy was very shrewd, very smart up in the brain, if you will, managing two great athletes like Bruno and Bobby Backlund. And uh, to this day, is considered definitely without question the true godfather of wrestling managers. I would put him up there along with Freddie Blassie as the top two of all time. But, of course, there's still some more to go, folks. We'll tell you more about them here in just a sec. But I would have to say Arnie Skolin is definitely right up there with one of the very, very unique guys of all time, however, and still gets my vote as one of the best, if not the best, of all time. I mean, like I said, he had some great guys that he managed in his career. Uh, before we get into our next uh, person, however, I want to remind you that coming up this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking about uh, the Elimination Chain, which is, by the way, a week from this Sunday on the WWE Network Live from Sin City, USA, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, a week from Sunday, be sure to join the gang on Talk Shoe at 5 o'clock as they will give you their predictions and thoughts and maybe some bets might be made. But this Monday, join myself, Gerard, uh, John, of course, the human suplex machine grows. Our good friend, friend the Rouse and El Patel, and also Fonzie the Heartbreak Kid, as well as Mr. WCW possibly Chad Hinshaw with their early thoughts, and maybe some bets might be made as we will do our own predictions for the Elimination Chamber. So, folks, that will be coming up this Monday on President's Day. Be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen, coming up uh, on Monday, beginning at 3 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, here on Talk Shoe. Um... Also, don't forget tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, at 5 p.m., be sure to join Mr. WCW and myself with uh, the look back at the Wrestling Weekend Review as we will tell you about it in Power Hour, ladies and gentlemen, 141387. Be sure to check that out coming up tomorrow uh, here on TalkShoe as we will look at the past week's activities and we'll give you the rundown of what happened during the course of the weekend 
give you our own opinions as well. So, folks, we've got some good shows coming up here for you in the next few days here on the TRN Network, if you will, the TalkShoe Radio Network. Uh, another person that should be recognized as a manager, and this time, ladies and gentlemen, this will surprise you, but she's well-deserved. She's one of the two females that is on this very unique DVD, ladies and gentlemen. It is Sensational Sherry, Sherry Martell, if you will. You talk about a very unique uh, individual, of course, as a wrestler and manager, ladies and gentlemen. She uh, also had a very unique uh, pedigree of uh, managing and wrestling, if you will, of course, uh, back in the day. She uh, managed uh, two guys who are no longer around us, unfortunately, uh, Playboy Buddy Rose and Pretty Boy Doug Summers. When they took on Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, uh, she later became a manager with Shawn of Shawn's in the 90s in the WWE. But back then, uh, Shawn, Sherry, Rose, and Summers uh, definitely uh, had a big feud going on in the old AWA territory, if you will. Uh, Shawn, of course, remembers when Sherry first uh, joined up with uh, him. However, after uh, Shawn threw his tag team partner of a long time, Marty Jannetty, through the barbershop. Uh, plate glass window that was held on TV back in 1992 and then later on feuded with Sean and Sherry, uh, mind you. But that being said, however, Sean says, however, that Sherry was definitely a boost for his career. I would have to agree. She also later went on to manage another unique tag team that became a very big name, however, in the form of Harlem Heat in WCW. And as we said, she was a good women's wrestler back in the day, too, when she took on individuals such as uh, Rockin' Robin, Alundra Blaze, and others. Uh, sad to say, Sherry's no longer with us, however, but she will always considered be what she was, and that was very sensational. A very good individual, no question about it, however, and a hardworking manager, to say the least. And when it comes to female managers, I would say she's definitely the queen of all time, however, when it comes to female managers. She definitely deserves it, however, she's up there with some good company. Of course, she's tied up, actually, I should say, up there with some pretty good company, but she's definitely one of the top ones, in my opinion. A lot better than uh, Sunny, if you ask me. As Sunny just, as I said, gets no love for me at all. I don't know why they put her on this DVD, but I would have to say Sherry's up there at number one. And if there's someone right behind her, I'll tell you who it is here in just a few minutes. But that being said, however, uh, Sherry Martell gets my vote overall. Up next was another unique uh, manager back in the day who has always been full of controversy, and it didn't matter what he had to say, whatever he had. Had to do, he did it, however. And that is the man who always loved to call his mama. Yes, folks, I'm talking about James E. Cornette. Uh, this is a guy uh, who managed guys like the Midnight Express, Sweet Stan Lane, Beautiful Bobby Eaton, of course, to the titles, Yokozuna and Owen Hart. Uh, he also had some uh, battles uh, with a lot of teams back in the day. Of course, uh, the Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, I think, is up there with some of the greatest feuds of all time. I mean, those battles uh, back in the old uh, uh, Mid-South Territory and the NWA Territory, and even for a brief time in the WWE, however, were priceless. But I would have to say the old NWA and Mid-South matches with the Express and uh, the Rock and Roll Express were some of the best of all time. I mean, who could forget back in 1986 when Cornette was up on a scaffold how against the Road Warriors, Hawk and Ammo, and fell 25 feet straight down, breaking his ankle. And then the next year... He tried to come back after uh, recovering from that serious injury he had had the year before and then forced his man, Big Bubba, a.k.a. the late, great Ray Trailer, up the scaffold, if you will, to uh, take the bump and fall, however, mind you, however, uh, on this particular event known as Starcade. But uh, when it uh, came to James E. Cornette Tower, he also had some uh, battles with uh, certain individuals as far as managers go. And, of course, we'll tell you more about that in just a little bit, but... Uh, this is the guy who last year put the Rock and Roll Express into the Hall of Fame. His longtime rivals and good friends, Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton. Uh, I would think this year, James E. Cornette definitely deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame with his uh, greatest tag team of all time that was very successful, the Midnight Express, beautiful Bobby E. and Sweet Stan Lane. Uh, I hope they do go in the Hall of Fame along with Cornette this year. Of course, he also managed some other teams, as we said, back in the day, including uh, the late great Owen Hart and British Bulldog. Uh, Yokozuna. I mean, I always loved James E. Cornette. It didn't matter what he said and how he said it. Uh, he is still one of the most charismatic, outspoken people you ever want to meet, however. And I would say he is my third best favorite manager of all time. Uh, I always liked him uh, telling it like it is, pulling no punches, whether it be as a heel or as a face. Mostly more often as a heel, I thought he was one of the best heels, not the truest heel mantra up there. 
one of the truest heel managers of all time. And like I said, he was a very unique individual, so I would have to put him number three right behind Blassie and, of course, the Grand Wizard of all time, in my opinion, however, when it comes to managers. So he gets my vote uh, as far as that goes. But, again, James E. Cornette, folks, a very unique individual, to say the least. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, here's another guy who uh, gets my list, who's on my list, ladies and gentlemen, as far as all-time great managers. He is ranked number four on my list. The man who uh, was... According to him, considered the greatest manager of all time, in his opinion, referring to Ken Kennedy, who made his opinion on this DVD, however, about this guy. Uh, he was sort of like the Gordon Gecko of his time, if you will, and he always found a way to always uh, have something with him, uh, whether it be his mouth speaking or a uh, cell phone in his hand. Yes, folks, who am I talking about? But none other than, yep, you guessed it, ladies and gentlemen. The man known as extreme as can be, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm referring to one... Paul E. Dangerously. Yes, folks, Paul Heyman, ladies and gentlemen, a uh, true uh, icon in every sense of the word. Another Hall of Famer who I think will get his turn into the WWE Hall of Fame at some point. Uh, this is a guy who has managed so many guys over the years, whether it be Taz and Sabu, uh, the original Midnight Express, Adrian Adonis. I mean, the list goes on and on, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, Joey Styles, of course, uh, mind you, of course, Refer to him as his boss, of course, and rightly so. Uh, Joey, of course, worked with ECW, of course, and Paul Heyman was his boss. Uh, Paul Heyman, of course, had some great battles with a lot of individuals over the years. Guys like Sting, uh, guys like I said, um, oh, geez, I don't know who else he had so many good battles with, but uh, he's also met some great guys over the years, as we said. Adrian Adonis, Brock Lesnar, The Midnight Express. Uh, the Dangerous Alliance, the list goes on and on, people. And Paul Heyman, I would have to say, right behind uh, James E. Cornette, however, is tied for third, if not just a little bit below James Cornette when it comes to my rankings. However, so I would put him at number four as far as all-time great managers. Uh, this guy continues just to be amazed me week in and week out, however, the way he speaks his mind. And like uh, Cornette, he doesn't pull punches at all most of the time. So that being said, I would have to say, uh, Paul Heyman is ranked number four on my sheet all time as far as great managers go. Uh, number five, however, this was a tough one, folks, but uh, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk about uh, this person next, ladies and gentlemen. This is a guy who, uh, back in the day, of course, got his start managing people like Ivan Koloff, among other people. He also managed the Wild Samoans in the 80s. Uh, who could forget uh, this individual, ladies and gentlemen? This is a guy who also managed George the Animal Steel and was a part of the Rock and Wrestling Convention back in the 80s. Uh, he is number, uh, like I said, five uh, on my list as far as managers go. However, like I say, he's tied for fifth uh, on my list as far as all-time male managers go. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, who am I talking about? The man simply known as the captain. Yes, folks, Captain Louis Albano, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, who managed... 18 different tag team champions. 18, folks. That's pretty damn impressive. Like I said, he managed guys back in the day like Alpha Sika, Jimmy Snuka, George Steele, Ivan Koloff, the magnificent Morocco, and many, many more. I mean, this is a guy who definitely, when it came to babyface managers, however, it was one of the true uh, heartwarming guys in the business. Uh, I would put him up there, however, with the likes when it came to babyface managers, uh, sort of like uh, like precious Paul Ellering, but uh, Paul Ellering is a little bit better than Albano, but uh, Captain Lou Albano was a very unique guy, but when it came to heelish-type tendencies, when he managed guys like Morocco and Schnooka and the Samoans, he would definitely get my vote as one of the top uh, managers of the early 80s and the late mid-70s as well. This guy definitely had a mean streak about him, and of course he also was known to be a partier, too. I mean, there's some legendary stories there, if you will. But uh, that being said, uh, Captain Louis Albano is up there still as one of the greats, if not one of the top of all time, and he gets my ranking as far as number five, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that being said, however, I would have to say, however, he is very unique. Uh, I do believe he is a Hall of Famer, if I'm not mistaken. I think, last I checked, how I think he was a Hall of Famer, actually put into the Hall of Fame, uh, many years ago, but like I said, folks, when it came to Lou Albano, uh, we lost him, sadly, eight years ago, mind you. Uh, very, very charismatic individual, like I said, and I believe he is a Hall of Famer. I'm just going to double-check here. 
Uh, yes, he is a Hall of Famer. So there you go, folks. Uh, he managed a lot of guys over the years, as I mentioned. Uh, it's a who's who. I mean, Hulk Hogan at one time, I believe, was under his wing. Jimmy Snooker, George Hamill Steele, as I mentioned. Uh, Pat Patterson, Dick Murdoch and Adrian Adonis, Kenny Patera, The Rock Don Morocco, Mr. Fuji and Saito, The Wild Samoans, The Yukon Lumberjacks, The British Bulldogs. The list goes on, people. I mean, this is a guy who definitely was, uh, like I said, how it's just, it's amazing. I mean, he also did the Super Mario Brothers TV show. It's a shame, unfortunately, he did not play uh, the character of that TV show in the actual movie. Instead, the late Bob Hoskins did if you will, but uh, when it came to, uh, like I said, a very interesting career, ladies and gentlemen, after high school, however, mind you, even though he started uh, getting into uh, business, however, it was wrestling that caught his eye, however, and from there on in, ladies and gentlemen, it just seemed like nothing could stop him. Uh, in fact, however, believe it or not, however, he uh, won the WWF uh, World Tag Team titles at one point from one of the guys we mentioned earlier in this uh, program, Arnold Skoland. Unfortunately, him and his partner, Tony Altamore, held the belt for two weeks, and it was never acknowledged. But in 1970, ladies and gentlemen, that's when his career took off as a manager. And as a result, ladies and gentlemen, he would manage guys, like we said, um, Ivan Koloff, uh, like I said, however, Jimmy Schnucka. Uh, he also managed guys like the Valiant Brothers, Jerry and Jimmy Valiant, however, along with their brother Johnny, the Wild Simones, Offensica. The Moondogs, Spart Rex and King, uh, the Yukon Lumberjacks, however, and many, many more guys. So, Captain Lou, we salute you, sir. We salute you. Up next, however, was probably the best diva of them all, however, ladies and gentlemen, when it came to wrestling managers, however, and this person, it's a shame, unfortunately, she is no longer with us either, however, she managed people like Lex Luger, but she was best known for her role as managing her husband, if you will, the macho man. Oh, yeah, dig it, brother. It was none other than Miss Elizabeth herself. And you talk about the ultimate female manager, and rightly so, however. She is definitely that, however. Uh, like we said, who could forget the infamous wedding from 1991 with uh, her and Randy Savage and Madison Square? I think there was no dry eyes in the house for that one, as well as what had happened uh, the previous year in Toronto when her and uh, Randy, however, had had a little bit of a split with each other after what had happened between supposedly her and Randy, as uh, there was rumblings around going, saying that she was seeing someone else on the side, or outside of the business, most notably Hulk Hogan. But unfortunately, that never proved to be true. But nevertheless, however, uh, she and Randy Savage, who were married in real life, also had a little bit of difficulty in their marriage around the same time. And things were coming, cracked at the seams, supposedly, between the two of them. But they made up, however, as far as the storyline goes. But in real life, however, they had had non-again, off-again partnership, however, after this uh, incident occurred, but nevertheless, however, they still stayed somewhat close with each other, if you will, and as we said, sad to say, we lost her in 2003. Uh, like I said, it's a shame, however, she has not been put in the WWE Hall of Fame, in my opinion, however, it really is, but I think she deserves it, and it's a shame that WWE has not even put out a DVD of some of her greatest moments, however, both in and out of the ring. I think they can go back in, with all the footage, they have all the different uh, organizations and shows and programming, how they can put together, I'd say, a three-disc set, maybe even a whole complete library book slash uh, library set of Elizabeth's greatest moments, how as far as managing goes uh, with Randy Savage. I mean, she was there when Randy first made his debut in the summer of 1985. She was there when Randy Savage took him on Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania 3, which was one of the greatest IC title matches of all time. She was there when Randy, of course, took on Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 5, a year after Randy had uh, won the title, thanks to Elizabeth and Hulk Hogan, uh, at WrestleMania 4. Uh, she was there at WrestleMania 6 when, uh, let's just say, the reunion of these two finally came back together again. She was also there when uh, Ric Flair was torturing her and Randy Savage saved her. Uh, so that being said, I think she deserves a chance to be recognized for her uh, achievements and applause factor, if you will. And by that, I mean I think she deserves a lot of credit, to say the least, however. And like I said, I just hope, however, even though WWE has released stuff on Randy Savage and shown a lot of his career with her in it, however, it's just a shame that WWE has not put her in 
separately or as a Hall of Famer and her own DVD. And I wish WWE would do something like that. But like I said, Elizabeth is up there with like Sherry Martel, certainly as far as the all-time greatest female managers of all time, as number one in my opinion. And so that being said, I think she deserves a chance to uh, get her uh, name recognized here on our show and everywhere for that matter for the achievements she has done because she has become a very, very synonymous person and a very unique person. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into the extras, how we're talking about this very unique DVD, we're going to talk about probably my all-time favorite manager. This is a guy, Howard, who was up there along with Freddie Blassie as the best of all time. And this is a guy who sadly we lost just this past fall. A guy who I grew up emulating and a guy who I really at times, uh, as far as a youngster goes, Howard, really had a disdain for. But later on, I became a big fan of his by going back and watching a lot of old footage of him especially in the 70s and 80s, early 80s, if you will. And that is the man who always had one-upped everyone. I mean, he started out known as a pretty boy, Howard, but then he became known as the brilliant one, if you will. Uh, You talk about a guy, however, who definitely had everyone uh, not liking him, but I really like this guy. As a commentary, he wasn't too bad, but as an individual person, Overall, he was even bad. He was pretty good too. He teamed up with his good friend Gino Morella, aka Gorilla Monsoon, on primetime wrestling for several years. He later worked in WCW and worked with Tony Schiavone, Dusty Rhodes, and many others. However, uh, what can we say about this guy except this man had a brain, a brain like no others, and you can call him simply as Bobby the Weasel Brain Heenan, if you will. Yes, folks, this guy was absolutely a genius. When it came to genius, however, this guy was it. I mean, he had so many guys that were in his stable. Guys like Big John Studd, Kurt Henning, Mr. Wonderful Polander, King Kong Bundy, the Blackjacks, Lanza and Mulligan. Um, Who else can we talk about? Steve Lombardi, however. or I think he did have Steve Lombardi with him for a little bit of a time, however. Um, who else am I thinking of, ladies and gentlemen? The missing link, however, Ken Patera. I mean, this is a guy who was, without question, the best of all time. And, of course, who could forget what happened at the end of 1993 when his uh, longtime friend and colleague tossed him out of the building. Uh, Heenan, of course, later on said, however, it was a show of respect, however, that Gorilla did that to him and wouldn't want any other way to go out. Uh, Vince calls him, of course, the greatest of all time. I would agree. I mean, you talk about a guy who, along with Grill Monsoon, made Monday nights for me when I was a youngster in uh, elementary school. It made me laugh and smile, but also hate him at the same time. It was Bobby. I mean, Bobby never was afraid to pull punches. You know, he had his own show for a while in USA, the Bobby Heenan Show. Who could forget that, folks? He came out with a DVD with some of his greatest moments, the Bobby the Brain Heenan story. I have had a chance to watch that, and I'll tell you, that's a very good DVD to watch. And we'll talk more about that DVD, I'm sure, in the next few weeks, and maybe review that on a future episode here of uh, Wrestling Revisit. But folks, I'll tell you what, when it came to maybe the JFK of wrestling managers, however, as far as intelligence go, along with Freddie Blassie, along with the Grand Wizard, I would put Bobby the Brain Heenan as one of the top managers of all time. This guy was a genius. Like I said, uh, Steve Lombardi was his manager for a brief time, as I mentioned. Uh, Kurt Henning, Ric Flair, I mean, Paul Orndorff, King Kong Bundy, uh, Big John Studd, the Blackjacks. I mean, the list goes on, people. This is a guy who always spoke eloquently when it came to cutting promos, and he always had his favorites to take apart, however. Uh, of course, he had a long-standing rivalry with Hulk Hogan. Uh, he developed a unique friendship, of course, not only with uh, Gorilla Monsoon, but other people that worked with him, guys like Jesse Ventura, uh, Mean Gene Okerlund, uh, Vince McMahon, of course, obviously, and so many more. I mean, this is a guy who will still be, in my opinion, the greatest of the greats. Howard. He's up there with Blassie. He's up there with the Grand Wizard. And Bobby Heenan, like we said, we lost him a year ago, ladies and gentlemen. But he will never, ever be forgotten because he is truly, uh, when it comes to uh, the Mount Rushmore of wrestling managers up there, with some of the best. So if you want to talk about my top five all-time favorite managers who should be on the uh, Mount Rushmore of wrestling managers, here's what I go with. Bobby the Brain Heenan first, Freddie Blassie number two, the Grand Wizard number three, number four I would have to put maybe, however, 
as far as Arnold Skolin goes. And number five, it's a toss-up between Jim Cornette and Paul Heyman and Albano, so I'll put them in a three-way tie for five. And as far as female managers go, there isn't many, but I would have to put the top two, obviously, uh, would be definitely Elizabeth and Sherry Martell. Uh, there are a couple other female managers I know back in the day uh, that have been uh, unique over the years and have had their success, let's just say. But when it comes to female managing, I would say those two are up there right there as far as the females go. But as far as guys go, again, I would have to put Bobby Heenan, Freddie Blassie, uh, the Grand Wizard as the top three. And then four and five, it's a toss-up. Four, I would have to say Arnie Skolin would be there. And at number five, it's a toss-up between Captain Lou, Paul Heyman, and James E. Cornette. But, folks, there's so many more guys I could talk about. I mean, we would have to fill almost a long time, however, to just tell you who's who. But, folks, those are just some of the greatest managers you will see on this very special DVD. If you have not had a chance to see it, I suggest you check it out and add it to your library today uh, in more ways than one. But that being said, folks, Let's talk about uh, now some of the extras that you will see on this DVD and uh, give you our assessment of each one individually, ladies and gentlemen. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, talk about that right now. First off, however, our first uh, extra on this match, however, is a matchup between Arnold Skolin, ladies and gentlemen, and Captain Lou Albano. Now, apparently the story was here that Skolin was given the award earlier in the evening for Manager of the Year, and Albano was not very happy about this. As a result, however, Captain Lou is not liked here by the 20,000, 25,000-plus fans here on this night, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. This, of course, was six days um, before Christmas of 1977 and four days after my first birthday. So, folks, you can tell this is going to be a very unique match. As a result, however, Skolin, of course, who, of course, a few months after this would manage Bob Backlund to the WWF World's title, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, of course, and become his manager, if you will, ends up blooding the captain here in a pretty good fight that goes less than five minutes long. As a result, however, this was an okay match, mind you. Uh, that being said, I didn't think it was too bad, but still was a pretty good match and short match for what it was. So that being said, that's what I thought of this matchup. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, here is another great match, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. However, mind you, Bobby the Weasel Brain Heenan, if you will, in the match against Great Ganya. And the stipulation is, however, the loser of this has to be put in a weasel suit. This was held less than six days, or less than eight days, I should say, excuse me, after the infamous showdown at Shea, if you will, on AWA Television All-American Wrestling from August of 1980. As a result, Bobby ends up losing here, mind you, however, mind you. As a result, however, Heenan ends up being put in the suit, however, and Greg Gagne, however, one of the people that Bobby had had a feud with, however, along with Hulk Hogan, however, back in the day, however, ends up uh, putting the brain in it, however, and let's just say the weasel starts chasing his own tail, no pun intended here, as he ends up uh, beating... Uh, uh, getting beat here by Greg Gagne. So uh, that being said, that's what happened here. Uh, good match overall. Kind of fun and entertaining here between these two, however, and very unique. Of course, it would be a few years later that uh, Heenan would be then taking his exploits out of the AWA Minnesota Northwest Territory, if you were Midwest Territory, if you will, uh, and then, of course, heading off to the WWE. Up next, a very unique match here, ladies and gentlemen, however, mind you, a tuxedo match involving two guys who really never got along with each other at times, however, but felt the unique, uh, well, let's just say somewhat, uh, I wouldn't say friendship, but a unique, let's just say, respect factor, if you want to call it that. It pitted James E. Cornette, however, taking on Paul E. Dangerously in a tuxedo match. Now, Cornette, of course, had come in, however, mind you, in the mid-80s, as we said, with his Midnight Express, a beautiful Bobby Eaton Sweet Stan Lane. Unfortunately, Paul E. Dangerously, who was over in Minnesota in the old AWA territory, as it was slowly starting to fade out more and more because of Vern Gagne, however, and because of some personal other issues besides Vern Gagne, came into the NWA territory in the mid-80s and told Cornette that he had the original Midnight Express and not Cornette, however. And that consisted of Randy Rose, however, and his partner, if you will, Dennis Condry, who at one time, however, had been a member of the Midnight Express but had been given the boot by Cornette's team. As a result, however... These two, of course, however, mind you, got into a, well, unique match, shall we say, however, mind you. Now, the rules were simple. Huh? The loser of this match, however, would have to have his tuxedo ripped off by his opponent. As a result, however, Cornette was hoping to end the match quickly along 
with his original Midnight Express of Sweet Stan Lane and beautiful Bobby Eaton, however. Mind you, taking care of Randy Rose, of course, and his partner, Dennis Condry, who had been originally a member of the Express, but had been given the boot by Cornette's team, however, to see who would win. As a result, however, mind you, uh, Cornette, of course, ended up beating dangerously, however, mind you, just when it looked like Howard Pauly was going to have his boys help him beat Cornette with some powder, shall we say. And, uh, well, let's just say Pauly dangerously did not uh, get the job done on this night. Instead, however, he screwed up the ramp, however, quickly as the crowd started hooting and hollering at Pauly dangerously. Of course, later on, he would go back to being an announcer for a little while before uh, leaving WCW because of some personal issues with management. But on this night, however, let's just say Pauly dangerously was not extreme enough, however, to handle uh, the mama's boy, if you will, here in his tuxedo match. And as a result, he ended up losing... Uh, to James E. Cornette and company, if you will. Uh, up next, we have a small vignette showing uh, Nikolai Volkov uh, with Freddie Blassie on All-Star Wrestling being interviewed by uh, Vince McMahon. Of course, uh, Blassie, of course, puts over the big Russian and then threatens Bruno San Martino, Chief J. Strongbow, Haystacks, Calhoun, and Gorilla Monsoon. I believe this was from the early mid-70s, if you will, or sometime in the mid-late 70s, if you will. So there you go. Up next, we go to another vignette, this time Tony Schiavone talking with James E. Cornette. This was after Cornette had just brought in the Midnight Express, however, to the TBS NWA territory, if you will. Cornette says that tonight, however, that he hopes, however, that him, referring to Tony and the rest of the NWA fans, uh, respect the Midnight Express, because if they don't, however, there'll be some trouble bound, however. Uh, very good uh, interview, to say the least, by Cornette and Tony, however, at the time it was just a few years in as an announcer, if you will, so that was very unique. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, another uh, interesting vignette, however, this time consisting of the original rock, Don Morocco, who at one time was uh, a member of Captain Lou's stable, who this time being managed by another individual, the devious, sneaky, underhanded Mr. Fuji, debuting a vignette called Fuji Vice, if you will, and of course this was held in May of 1986 on the old Tuesday Night Titans show. Uh, you talk about some funny moments back then, however, involving Fuji and Morocco. These guys had me laughing and rolling my sides out, however. I mean, there were some really good vignettes they used to do, stuff like Fuji Vice and Fuji General off uh, TV shows like General Hospital and Miami Vice. And uh, that being said, how I thought it was pretty good, however, uh, between these two, however, and they uh, developed some unique chemistry, so that was pretty cool to say the least. Up next, however, we see the Grand Wizard in an interview with uh, Vince McMahon, however, and Bobby Duncombe, if you will. The vignette, of course, takes place on April the 2nd, 1975, however. Uh, the Grand Wizard, along with Duncombe, looking to get their point across here today. And, uh, well, let's just say Vinnie Mac, however, who was starting out as an announcer around this time, however, definitely had some... Uh, uh, interesting things to hear from, of course, let's just say, involving uh, these uh, guys. Howard. So that being said, that was very unique, to say the least. Up next, of course, uh, we have Mean Gene Okerlund talking about the Hart Foundation and Jimmy Hart. <coughs> that being said, this was kind of funny to watch, however. So that was pretty cool. Uh, up next, ladies and gentlemen, however, we go to the Manager of the Year Award from 1976, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, the year I was born. And this was held on Christmas Day, however, 1976. And a young Bill Apter, if you will, is presenting the award to Bobby Heenan. Bill tells everyone and Bobby that this is the third consecutive year that he's won the award. Bobby would win the record Manager of the Year Award from Bill Apter in PWI, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, I believe a record several times, if you will. Now, one of the guys, however, mind you, however, uh, tries to congratulate Bobby on the award, but he gets brushed off by Heenan and his man Nick Bockwinkle, one of the guys that uh, Heenan uh, had managed. As a result, Stevens ends up walking out, however, mind you, however, for a brief second, however, and not very impressed of what Heenan and Bockwinkle and the rest of Heenan's family are doing, however, mind you, however, leaving Stevens high and dry. Unfortunately, he jumps Bobby, but then, however, as a result, however, he gets beat down by the Bobby, the Brain Heenan family, if you will, and as a result, the boots are put to him. Uh, shortly thereafter, some other guys come out to try to make the save and help Stevens out, however, as this would begin a small uh, face turn for Stevens, if you will, rather than stay as a heel, however. He had gotten some help from uh, some of the uh, good guys in the locker room, if you will. Uh, that being said, however, a very unique moment, to say the least. And again, this was held 10 days after 
the day I was born, however, if you will, on Christmas Day, 1976, on AWA All-Star Wrestling. I've had a chance to watch that moment, let's just say, very unique. Uh, up next, ladies and gentlemen, we go to uh, another unique moment, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we mentioned the wedding, however, mind you, however. Uh, like I said, however, we see the infamous wedding, however, from 1991 of SummerSlam, if you will. Uh, from there, we uh, that was a great moment, no question about it. Next, ladies and gentlemen, September 1985, the Manager of the Year Award has been given on Tuesday Night Titans. Uh, Bill After is not going to be hosting the award this time. Instead, Mean Gene Okerlund is doing the honor. And the two finalists, however, toss up between Heenan and Albano. Heenan thinks it's all over, however, but Hillbilly Jim says that he gave his votes to Albano, and that puts him over Heenan. Uh, Heenan is not very happy, if you will, however, mind you. And as a result, he sends his two guys out there to squash Hillbilly Jim right there in the middle of the show, however, referring to King Kong Bundy and Big John Studd. However, different people then come out to try to break it up between all three of them, however, before we go to commercial. Uh, this would lead to an interesting program later on down the road with all these members helping with uh, Jim, Bundy, and Stud, if you ask me. But again, ladies and gentlemen, Bobby the Brain Heenan, who was hoping to win another Manager of the Year award, however, unfortunately, back on this day in September of 1985, would not win the award. Instead, uh, Captain Lou Albano got the award over Hill, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and this, of course, did not make Bobby the Brain Heenan very happy, if you will. So there you go. Uh, up next, of course, we see a quick interview. Uh, with Bob Bruno San Martino talking to Arnold Skolin, his longtime manager from May of 1980, if you will. Uh, of course, uh, Arnie tells uh, Bruno that he's very happy, however, mind you, however, that he's managing a great guy in Bobby Backlund, and he tells Bruno, however, just like him, however, he hopes Bob Backlund will be just like him, however, and that is a great fighting champion and a well-respected individual, and this makes Bruno happy. Again, this happened, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, in late May of 1980 here on Championship Wrestling, so that'll be interesting to see, ladies and gentlemen. And then we go to our final two moments of the day, however, before we wrap it up here, ladies and gentlemen. The first, of course, occurred in February of 1992. Sherry Martell, managing Ted DiBiase, uh, mind you. We uh, hear what DiBiase has to say about the so-called breakup involving the Rockers. Our bear quickly asked about DiBiase and... Uh, he says, however, now that uh, Sean is with uh, a real woman, however, he has no problem also joining up with uh, Sean, however, and hopefully he won't mind that Sherry will be his property as well. And if he has a problem with it, then come see him. But uh, a very unique segment, to say the least, on the funeral parlor that Paul Bear hosted uh, on this particular day. Again, this was from February of 1992. And then, ladies and gentlemen, the final one of the day, however, turned out to be September of 1987. Paul E. Dangerously talking to Larry Nelson, one of the former voices of the AWA territory, if you will. Uh, this was a very good interview by Paul E. Of course, Paul E. friends Wildfire Tommy Rich and says that he will be destroyed by his so-called Dangerous Alliance. After watching this, you can tell why that Paul E. at times, however, was a very unique, uh, very intense guy when it came to speaking his own mind on the mic, if you will, both in the ring and also out of the ring as well. But this was a very good segment, to say the least, however, as far as that goes. So there you have it, folks, uh, our thoughts here about the very unique uh, DVD that is entitled The World's Greatest Wrestling Managers. Again, a lot of the guys that were on there included Freddie Blassie, Jim Cornette, Bobby Heenan, Captain Lou Albano, Paul Bear, Paulie Dangerously, a.k.a. Paul Heyman, Sherry Martell, Miss Elizabeth, of course, and Sonny. So, folks, there you have it. Uh, I would definitely uh, highly recommend this DVD of watching, to say the least, ladies and gentlemen. So, folks, we will uh, definitely uh, be taking you back again, uh, hopefully next Tuesday to another time and place in our time machine. But I do want to thank everyone for joining us here tonight on episode number 107-1724-444-7044, caller ID 139926-POUND. And, of course, just hit one and you'll be on with us, ladies and gentlemen in more ways than one. Uh, so with that said, folks, we're going to cut this so, a little bit early here tonight, however, about five minutes earlier. We do want to thank everyone for listening in tonight. Uh, we will be back, however, ladies and gentlemen, however, mind you, however, uh, coming up at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, however, with Revolution, if you will. Of course, we'll talk more about what's going on uh, in the world of pro wrestling, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, however. Be sure to check that out coming up tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we will definitely have a lot to say, however, mind you, however, uh, 
trying to think what else. Uh, like I said, however, um, like I said, uh, so much to talk about. Of course, coming up tonight, don't forget the big title matchup between the last kicker and the Iceman tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, however, uh, I think, how what else could we discuss, folks? I mean, we've still got a few minutes to discuss, but, uh, like I said, folks, it's going to be a very, very good, uh, unique show, however, ladies and gentlemen, however, um, like I said, folks, however, uh, we will definitely be, um, we will definitely have a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, however, uh, coming up here in just a little bit, but folks, uh, I promise to be a good show tonight, of course, next week, we'll be back in our normal time, so unless something comes up again, but do, ladies and gentlemen, we do want to thank you for joining us tonight, ladies and gentlemen, um, so, there you have it, folks. Number 107 is in the books. I do want to thank everyone for listening in tonight. And as we take you out tonight, how we're going to have another great song for you. This time, we're going to have a little Rod Stewart for you from the 1986 movie Legal Eagles. I'm Robert Redford, Daryl Hannah, Deborah Winger. Uh, it is one of the unique songs from that movie. And we hope you enjoy it. It's called Love Touch. So, folks, thank you for listening in tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We will talk to you very soon again coming up, ladies and gentlemen, however. Mind you, however, here in just a little bit. We hope you have a good rest of the night and a good holiday weekend as well. Be safe. Be careful out there. We'll talk to you soon, folks. And we'll see you at 9 o'clock with Revolution. So for now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Iceman saying so long from running inside. And now, here's a little roster to take us out and enjoy the start of your weekend. So for now, good night, everyone. And we'll talk to you soon. Seated. Council is present. Defendant is present. Or does the head... Engage in oral argument. Yes, we don't, we Your do. Honor. Yes, we, we do. Which is it?
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.